sort of inquiring of you rather than you starting out. You indicated oh. the other night when you were telling me the story about drag karaoke and how it seems to me, and I agree with you, well, you had indicated that at this particular venue, maybe you meant at other venues as well, that the drag component of it is sort of irrelevant. And it made me start wondering, are we over-dragging? Is there just too much drag in town. I mean, I don't know whether the way that I see it in Palm Springs is the same as in other venues you've been to, but it just sort of seems to me like there's a drag queen or a drag show at every corner in Palm Springs. It was not that way. Seven years ago when I came here, there was two. In Palm Springs. There was two cans and there was this wool downtown. That's all there was. I know. But then, like I've said before, don't you think that RuPaul has something to do with that? I mean... Not here. Well, then why it's is just it... The ba- it's just this baby boom of drag. And like, um, to quote my good friend Cece Russell, I don't think she made this up. Maybe she did. But the shit will sink and the cream will rise. <laughs> do you get it? Well, no. And that makes sense to me. Because they're not all going to last. It's just this... But I understand what you're saying. But now you take it back. We just had the drag race type thing. And that's kind of created a whole new little boom in itself. Well, but if you stop and think about it, the talent involved in that, and I mean no disrespect to anybody, but it wasn't like... It's newer talent. It's just new talent. Okay, it's (laughs) it's newer talent, and I use the word talent loosely. (laughs) Can I say that without showing disrespect to anybody? But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that... The newer talent out of this one little Cathedral City drag race, which was a tremendous success, shout out to Treadmill. But the fact is, is that now these little baby queens who have little baby talents are starting their own drag shows all over the place. So it even adds more. There's even more drag shows on every single corner. And I understand what Cece is saying. So am I to just sort of sit back and and resign myself that... Okay, these little baby drags are starting and their own little shows. And just choose what you want to see, because they're not starting them. It's it's these businesses and these bars that have seen them, and they're asking them to start them, and that's fine. And what are the businesses trying to get out of this? Business, more business. We like, if we have a successful drag show, that's going to bring more people here. We're going to make more money. It's going to... But then don't you think the businesses, and maybe in my opinion... The businesses aren't that business savvy to where well, they're they're saying, "Oh, let's have a drag show here because Palm Springs seems to needs be another one, drag uh. central." Yeah, <laughs> so we need another one, and it doesn't make any difference. Number one, who hosts it, or number two, who's in it. We're just gonna go on record and mm-hmm. say we have a drag show. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, that's why you think something like drag karaoke is different. You know, it's not a drag show. So I don't understand why that's... I don't think this boom is affecting that. What I think is affecting it is Retro Room is being advertised as bachelorettes, which brings in straight people. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
But I become it's like, a niche. It's I a become niche. just oh whatever. This hostess is a drag queen. Okay, nobody pays attention anymore. And it's not even about the attention, but it's also about remember when that whole front fifteen twenty seats was. You and Anise and Fuzzy and Pinky and Joaquin and it was locals. Yeah. That's not what it is now. Yeah. Well, it's not. I'm lucky if I see one local in there on a Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah. So I don't think that it's, I think it could be, I think drag karaoke could still be appreciated at a gay bar. Well, I think so too. And the only thing that, as far as I can see at Retro Room, and again, it's no disrespect to Retro Room because they're doing their thing. But the fact is, is that, it's drag karaoke only in name. It's a drag queen mm-hmm. hosting karaoke. And There's like still you- people that come in. It's like, is this the drag show too? No, that's on Saturdays. Oh, we wanted a drag. Yeah, so Neil, so my boyfriend Neil and I have a date on Tuesday. We're going to brainstorm and we're going to go to Costco. And nobody invited me. Go shopping. Sure, you can go to Costco. You want to go? No. Exactly. But, That's why nobody asked you. <laughs> but I'll give you a list of the things that maybe I want because there are things at Costco that you can't get. I was actually going to ask places. you that. Yeah. I don't know what you buy in bulk, but anyway, some rebranding isn't. It's just necessary one way or another. But don't you think it's necessary to rebrand? Since I mean, I can't, hate to keep beating this dead horse. I don't think it has to do with all these drag shows, though. Drag karaoke is a whole different. Like when I came to town, Marina was the baby on the block. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like Yeah, but she's worked her way up into, you she know has. into into, you know, having her own show and doing stuff she's like that. She's got Copa on lock. But guess what? You've got the baby now you've got the new babies and yay yay for the new babies, but what's the percentage of them who have any talent? I mean, look at the story wow. that you were just telling me about tonight, about that one drag um queen and her husband thinking if they're not in the show or they're the ones who are making the show, oh, Lord. people have gotten gotten such big heads. But the thing, too, is, is she that she probably won't. Then you've got another ba- baby drag queen starting a show at The Roost. And how many drag queens that you know of who have legitimate talent are actually going to go and perform there as opposed to the little baby, mm-hmm. lesser talent ones who are going to go there, and then they're going to get a bigger head. Even at Chill, you're not booking the same queen every week, or even you're not booking them even once a month. It's right. longer than that. I don't know. It just gets frustrating for me. Well, all the signs keep pointing where? Did you see it fly by? Well, <laughs> when are you going to do <laughs> something about it? big bird in the sky. <laughs> 2020 is the year for... You being a flight attendant? Big change. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Did you see that post I made on Facebook last night about um, thanking... Um, All your old peeps? You know what? And, for being and, inspirations and mentors and yeah. And I felt like I needed to do that because I was sitting around and I was just... You know, I'd been sipping on my wine and I was watching something on TV which gave me a little bit of inspiration. And I was just looking around at my house and I was thinking, wow... Look at where I am. Look at how far I've come. And I guess I was reminiscing on, you know, even have dealing with my clients about, you know, you know, clients who were in their twenties and thirties and they're just all trying to figure out where they belong. What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. I want things to happen sooner rather than later. And I try to explain to them. I mean, I didn't start going back to school until I was 32 years old. And that was just so that I could prove that I wasn't stupid. Because 
hanging around Vicky, who's my best friend, bestest friend in the whole wide world, sorry, Vicky, who's Mensa, and Jerry, my ex, I could only hold myself in a conversation for so long to where I had to sort of bow out. (laughs) And I realized after going back to school that the reason why I wasn't able to hold my own in the conversation is because they were more exposed to resources than I was. So then by going back to school, even with my AA, I was exposed to all these resources. And then I thought, oh, wow, I'm not stupid. Wait, AA? Your associate degree. I wasn't alcoholics. I was going to say, I don't think that's the AA you're talking about. The AA degree, which is the the associate's Associates degree. degree. Two-year degree. I don't know what the other A stands for, but the first A stands for associates. (laughs) If any of our (laughs) listeners know what the second A stands for, please let us know. And it's not Alcoholics Anonymous. (laughs) But after I graduated with my AA, which, to be honest with you, I didn't even graduate with my AA. I got, my grade point average was such that I had gotten enough credits to where I could transfer to Cal State Hayward. So I had the option of finishing my AA and then going to Cal State Hayward, or not even worrying about finishing my AA and Mm. going to start my BA at Cal State Hayward. And my logic was, if I'm going to be working for my BA, why do I even need my AA? True. Or my EIEIO, for that matter. (laughs) (laughs) But then at some point, when I got... Yeah, right. (laughs) But then at one point, when I got... After I got my BA, I was starting my master's. And it's not an MA, it's an MS, (laughs) Master's of Science. Um, I had taken enough classes to where that I could go back and apply them to my AA... And so I actually did graduate with my AA. So that's a trip down memory lane. But it's funny because you know what? I can compare that and I do the same thing when I seriously see costumes and wigs and things and drag that I have. I seriously can do the same thing and look back and like, oh, my God, 20 years ago, I didn't have shit. (laughs) And now somebody comes to my house like I don't like some, you know, newer queen or whatever. Oh, my God, these costumes. You know what's up? It's across the whole ceiling in my bedroom, and this whole closet's full, and this closet outside is full, and the other closet. And but then it's not only that too. And that makes me feel accomplished because it is. Well, wait, it a is okay. So, and I'm not negating that, and 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 that's wonderful that you're looking at the costumes as a way of of seeing. Because you know, to be honest with you, that's what it's about. Well, and I agree with you to a certain extent because last night when I was sort of taking it all in and I posted that thing on Facebook, I probably was being more materialistic than it in my post or, you know, in my thinking, you know, I was looking around and seeing the nice things and thinking I have to call the insurance company and up my um, worth because I've got, you know, so many of these antiques and things around me. Now that we're talking about it, it's not just things. It's not just your wigs and your clothes and all the rest of that stuff because i remember looking at the pictures of you on facebook and you were a baby queen albeit a chunky baby queen (laughs) but look at where you were then and look at how you evolved Mm -hmm. to where you're an evolved experienced queen who a lot of people look up to and you're not chunky anymore (laughs) i mean what does that have to do with it? Well, it doesn't, but oh. I'm telling you. But it's at, a different kind look, of education, which I'm sure you'll agree with. You mean evolving? I have as my I have my education. It's just different. It wasn't in school with a book. It was right, and there isn't anything wrong with that education of hard knocks. But 
Do we need to go to a commercial break? All right. Well, we're going to a commercial break. I got to go pee sitting down. This episode is brought to you by Pyromedia Network. Pyromedia Network is a progressive moving platform to give a voice to those who feel don't have one. PMN's core mission is to provide a safe and positive creative space for creatives to flourish to their highest potential. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. But you know, but that's one of the things that I explained to my client. I have have a client um, who I was talking with the other day, and she's a new one. And she was she was beating herself up over the fact that she dropped out of college because she wasn't feeling it. And she decided to focus on her career, her job, and working her way up through the ranks to be able to um, succeed there. But she was feeling bad about herself because she didn't f- finish school. There are so many different ways that we can make Educate our way ourselves. and evolve and be successful in life, is what I'm trying to say. And I guess that's where I was coming from when I was looking around. I consider myself quite successful, and I consider myself quite successful in a lot of different ways. It doesn't just have to do with money. It doesn't have to do with possessions. One of the main ways that I feel successful is that I have gone from somebody who was codependent, low self-esteem, in an abusive, mentally and verbally abusive relationship, to someone who now, I really don't give a shit. I mean, I know my self-worth. I know my value. I know that I can talk about certain things like psychology or whatever till the cows come home. And the bigger distinction is, is that if somebody comes up and asks me a question and I don't know the answer to it, I can stand up and say, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe go and talk to somebody else who does. And it doesn't diminish who I am at all. And I see that in you as well. You know who you are. You know your worth. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know how you... Well, okay, so let me ask you this. Do you tie your self-worth based on your talent, your professional abilities in your talent? You know, like Streisand is not Streisand unless she's, you know, singing. Gaga is not Gaga unless she's being known for her wonderful voice. Do you see what I'm saying? It's her talent. Right. But what about the other components? Like, you know. Well, I think that's gotten me to where I am. And I've never talked to you about it, but in the beginning, starting drag, I had no self esteem, no self confidence. So it's helped build that. But you know what it's about, too? People can underestimate a personality can get you a lot of places. And some people just don't realize that. So when this drag, my point is, you'll see what I'm saying is when drag's over and part of my good personality being a good, genuine, sincere person and now out of drag can translate to well, it does. being a flight attendant when yeah. I'm done with all this drag. And I know that. I know that. I know that I know that I know. But you take it You take it a step back because I, I, I thought you were going in a direction, but you went in a different direction with regard oh, to the sorry. flight attendant. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it does generalize into you and your your abilities to, you know, connect with people and, you know, work as a flight attendant because a lot of that is a personality-driven type profession. But you've also, what I was thinking you were talking about is, is that not only do you have your talent as a drag performer, and it's not just a drag performer, but it's the ability to be able to sing. And you know you sing well when Keisha D is mentoring you and or telling you that you sing well. So that's one thing. Right. But, but where I'm going with this is you also have your integrity. You 
And drag has taught me that, definitely. Well, then why hasn't it taught a lot of other queens? Because... I, because they don't... It's about the personality. When they don't have that, it's... When you don't... Let me reiterate. When you don't have a genuine, real, no fake... I mean, sometimes we have to do that in certain situations. But in general, with people who I care about, people who deserve that, it's a whole different... And I'm sure if you think about that, you could go through these queens in town and say yes or no. You know what? In I'm my, sure you probably could. You, in, you're in smart. My, you know that. In my mind, that's exactly what I was doing. I was thinking, Adrian, yes. Cece, yes. Marina Mack, who I absolutely respect her talent. <laughs> no, I. she's come a long way with regard to understanding she's not the only one in the room. Name somebody else. But doesn't that go back to, if you feel that you need to talk about it a lot, then that goes back to a lower self-esteem. Yeah. If I've got to put myself out there and I've got to talk about myself, there's one person on Facebook who, you know, it's kind of like driving past a car wreck. You don't want to look, but you look anyway. And there's this one. a great example. There's this one person. You pick the one I'm talking about. I'm going to die. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, he will post like, oh, I'm in a movie. Oh. Oh, I was just sitting next to. You you know, somebody who's this big agent and all of a sudden I went over and talked to her and now she wants me to be in this show. And I'm thinking there's not jealousy on my part at all. It's just sitting back and this, you know, the psychotherapist comes out in me. Why does one need to, and this is a rhetorical question because I already know the answer. No, right. But why does one need to toot their own horn over and over again especially when people all around know you're tooting your own horn and the majority of the things that you're talking about are in your own mind. Is this somebody I know? Of course. Oh, okay. It's an entertainer in Palm Springs. I'm trying to think of what it is, but... Well, let me tell you my example that I see, and I'm not even going to call it a train wreck. I'm not going to call it that. And I don't know, you'll have an interesting perspective on this because you've had work done to your face. Let's get this clear. (laughs) I have had laser facial resurfacing. I've never gone under the knife. But yeah, I, I totally believe in this. This makes me sad when I see this on Facebook. The literal needle, 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 needle. In the face or in the lips? All over the face. Well, stop screaming into the microphone. So then when I see the post, like, it's fine. I'm not going to judge you. Do whatever you want to do. But when the post says, because I'm getting this done now, my self-esteem is 100%. Makes me cringe. But I know everybody's not like me. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I have my self-esteem from way different places. Yeah. Way different places. And I guess to each their own. But it just makes me sad to think you have no self-esteem until you get all this in your... I don't understand. I just It's from a different place than I can even and comprehend. I can, and I can relate to it because... Because you know I've been talking about it. Me wanting to do this, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to speak and say it doesn't really have to do with gaining self-esteem for me. It's just a little about preservation uh, to me. Maybe am I wrong? Am I being delusional saying that? I think you're being a tad delusional. Because I'm not vain like that. I just... Then why do it? I don't know. But have I done it yet? No. No, exactly. So maybe I'm just... Yeah. And why Asking do, myself why. And why do I go and get facial laser resurfacing every five years? Because it is a vanity type of thing. And you know what? I can understand. I, I've watched a lot of, of stars on TV, like, you know, when they they come on The View or, you know, Wendy yeah. Williams show or something like that. 
And there are more who get certain things done than there are ones who say, like Jessica Lange, she's one who says, I'm not going to do anything. Susan Sarandon, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to, you know, grow old gracefully. And then there are ones like Jane Fonda. I was going to bring her Who out. have had lots of, but she looks <laughs> natural. Doesn't and look natural. And she looks wonderful. Right. That's why I'll never go under the knife because... In this day and age, I don't think that it's necessary to do that if you... Because like I was telling you, I've been going to the dermatologist, what, for the last 25 years at least. And it started out with a little bit of Botox, a little bit of filler, because I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't moisturizing my face. I was sleeping on my, you know, on my face or, you know, whatever, and I would get creases or something. And little by little started getting these things taken care of. To where now, I have to admit, it's not an obsession necessarily, but it is one of my priorities. And so in three years, when I hit the next five-year increment of my age... You'll do it again. I'll do it again. See, I guess there's a fine line in between. If I was going to do a bunch of that for Jayla, it's almost just too late. So what I think more about is Jayla has her self-esteem, but maybe... Jason is a flight attendant and Jayla goes away and she retires. Maybe that's, I know it's a little vain, but I just don't. No, I think that's very I insightful. already don't get guessed at my age. I think that's very insightful. So I'm just thinking some say, things yeah. filled in. I don't want to get, cr- if I was going to do this, that would be for drag. Yeah. But that's coming to an end for me. So it's not even about that. Exactly. I understand that. But you sort of do have a split personality. So maybe I want to turn 50 and look 40. I don't know. Some people guess me at 40 now. And I'm 47 and a half. So I don't know. Well, then you do what you need to do. I mean, I I do what I need to do. And I'm not imposing it upon anybody else. But... Somebody could tell you, Mark, it's... You look great, but God, you have no upper lip. Get some Botox in your... You wouldn't be interested in that, right? I don't care. Are you trying to say I don't have an upper lip? No, I'm just... You don't really... it's, It's thin... But you don't mess with stuff like that. You just want to look smooth and look... You're trying to say I don't have an upper lip now? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just an example. Let me make a note of that. I'm going to have to go to my dermatologist. I mean, look at mine compared to yours. You just have a thin, pursed one. There's nothing wrong with it. But I have a fat, lower lip. But you have a big, bona one. Yeah, but you know, it's interesting that you talk about my upper lip. For the longest time in my life, I had a mustache. And I was afraid to shave the mustache off because I thought that I had no lip. But even though I have a thin lip, because so then when I went in and I had the woman who cut my hair, I said, just sort of start shaving it down so we can see if I have some semblance of a lip or something. And (laughs) then, then she finally got it down there. And I thought, okay, I have a thin lip, but it sort of curls up to where it's not, (laughs) you know, it's just not like I'm walking around like this. No, you have one. It's just... I know. It's just you. No, but to be honest with you, if you'd have told me like maybe mm, 15 years ago, you have a thin upper lip, I probably would have... You would have been like, oh my God. I I would (laughs) have. I would have thought, oh my God, what do I need to do that? Let me, you know, something put in my lips. But no, I have enough confidence in myself now where I don't need a fat upper lip to have healthy self-esteem to feel not to feel like you look good but you're right i do like the smoothness and that the facial laser resurfacing does any kind of minimal wrinkle yeah like when you and i do this i have more than you do yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) but it's because i've gone and done all these things like i've told you i've been shot up so much in the forehead with botox but reynolds it's insane right now if you 
he does. I wish you'd seen him the last time because he's got so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> if I do something, I don't want it to look like it. I love Reynolds. You can tell. And I, I haven't been able to tell because I haven't been looking, but I love Reynolds, but I also realize and respectfully that he's a diva. And so, but he's young. True. He's younger. <laughs> and so I used to be the diva doing these different things in my own way as in your well. 30s. And now I'm just kind of like, I do what I need to do because I do enjoy looking at, like Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper, I was watching him doing a news report and I always go online and I to see how old they are. Anderson Cooper is 10 years younger than I am and he looks older than me. <laughs> your decimal goes way up. But he's still handsome. Do you think he's handsome? Yeah, he's handsome. And actually, he's what's fifty? What's interesting? Ish? Yeah. What's interesting 50. about that is is that um, probably about ten years ago, I was sitting in a bar. It was in Washington D.C. I was going to a conference. It was probably a little bit longer than ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago. And I was sitting up at the bar, and these people. They, I, I remember the women. I don't remember whether there was a guy there or not. But they kept staring at me. And finally, they just said they thought I was Anderson Cooper. Oh, my God. But they realized that I couldn't be Anderson Cooper because my hair wasn't gray. <laughs> now that it's gray, uh, salt and pepper, they probably would think I was more Anderson Cooper. But he's got a fatter nose than I do. I have a... He's got a wide nose. Yeah, he does. But they thought uh, I was Anderson Cooper. And at the time, I thought, wow, that's good I mean, because I don't think be he's mad, but I don't think he looks older than you. I think he looks his age, and I think you look... No, you look younger than yours. I know you're going to take that the wrong way, but I don't think he looks that old. I do. I think the white hair is deceiving. People think because he has white hair. He just has a doughy looking face as far as I'm concerned, like a little doughy or something. I don't know. I, I think, think he looks he look, good for his age. I, uh, granted, I'll give you that. He looks good for his age. You just thought he was I look than you. younger than I am. Okay. And he looks good for his age and I look younger than he does. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're going to respectfully agree with me, even though. Fine. Control. Yeah. Control. Yeah. No, okay. I, and I was actually. Anyways, think, that's where it could be. And I was actually thinking that that would be the next step in the whole, you know, control. intro control. But so we can talk about that. So why Please do. So you're going to hit me with your best shot and tell me your story. I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Um, the other day, but we stopped. So we I'm could really save not it for the podcast. You with it. I'm rehitting you with it. Rehit me with your best shot. <laughs> you were talking about the fact that you were with um, Scott's brother, and Scott's brother, you know, sort of. Um, oh, and, I don't and, and, support Trump, but and we and we're and and I was saying that we're not gonna, we're not going to make this political because right, but it gets political about control it gets political in a certain way like okay so let me just tell you okay why don't you you know say what you're going to say and then I'll um about the fact that you feel like you're you don't have control over people or you felt that I don't like over Scott's brother you just had to leave oh. because you felt like you were and that's not being a wuss or it's not being a like it's looked at in that respect from certain people like I'm being a wuss or not very strong, like I should just shrug it off, but I just don't have to do that. I'm able and blessed to be able to choose what I want to be around. And I just don't want to be around that. And now it's going to become some kind of joke. So when it's control, that, let's just make it about that. It's about, um, 
I don't know, controlling the situation and feeling out of control because this country's so but, but, out of control right now. That's but what let's, you said. Let's back up to something you were saying before. Like, you're not a wuss or... I don't know where you're getting that from. It, I, I don't know whether... I'll be called that. So, okay, so somebody is trying to tell you that because you choose... Don't be a wuss. Just okay, be, because I'm you, not being a wuss. I just don't want to hear it. Because you choose to handle your business the way that right. you want to handle your business. I do have control of that. Exactly. You have control over that. And right. that. So And so where I was going with that is I was talking with one client today. And he is... And this is the same client I'm, gonna, I'm trying to find the um, vote for. And he's gay. And he's kind of like when I was younger, like when I was 19 or 20, I was living the double, the dual life. You know, I was out with all my friends and everything and going off and doing stuff. But with my, gay. with my family, yeah. yeah, but with my family, I wasn't out. And so I don't know what my family knew or didn't know. I never came out to them and the gay thing was never talked about. So it was a double life. I lived one way with my family and I lived one way, you know, with my friends. And it's very similar to what my client is doing. And he, because of culture and because of religion and because of other things, he's making the decision to not come out to his mother and father. And his friends are telling him that he's being a wuss or he's being a coward is what he was saying. And I literally stopped him in his tracks when he was talking about, and I told him, you are not being a coward. What you're doing is you're being a little more insightful to be able to say, I am going to respect myself and respect my family if they're not in a position to want to know or to be able to know. I'm not going to impose this. Because the bottom line to that is is that we can choose to be respectful to other people. And just because we choose to be respectful to other people doesn't mean that we're being a coward in not letting other people know something that maybe they're not ready for. It's the same thing with you. You're choosing to handle your business the way that you're choosing to handle your business. If you don't want to deal with somebody, if you don't want to even engage with somebody else because of their ignorance, just because you're choosing to do what you feel is right for yourself doesn't mean that you deserve to be told by somebody else that you're being a wuss or that you should be doing Something that and here's the thing else. I tried to tell him. I said, do you agree or not? I have a lot more experience in this and being gay than you do. He goes home and he doesn't have any gay anything. Right. He's being a dad. He's being a co-parenting with Lord. He's, you know, whatever. That's why when he comes out here, he wants to gay it up and yeah. let's watch gay movies. And I get that. And I tell him, but I said, but don't sit here and tell me I'm... I've been through what you're going through 25 freaking years ago. Yeah, exactly. Hiding who I am and not speaking up. I w- I've been through that and I've been through it and I'm done and I'm not going back to that. Or because his brother thinks that, you know what, I can make gay jokes because I'm in a gay bar and I'm going to show how how cool I am because I can joke with the gays even though I'm straight. I, I, I tell you, that's one of the reasons why... I don't like Temecula. I have too many memories of, <laughs> well. of so many people like this. My brother, as an example. You know what? I, I, I think there's something in the water in Temecula that makes people... He'll claim... Because I kind of... Of course, I've told him it's interesting to compare Mark and his brother and you and your brother. And he's told me how there's been so many times for two, three years at a time... 
they fight so bad that it just shuts him off for two or three. He said the, the longest it's been like three and a half years. He's like, well, how can Mark do that, though? And I was like, here's the difference. You are this tight knit. Your dad, you and your brother, you all work together and do this thing. I said, Mark doesn't have to depend on his brother for any kind of work. He has his own. And I told him, I said, Would you, could you see yourself there maybe in five, six, seven, ten years? Your kids are grown. Maybe you get to the point where you don't need your dad and your brother and you do you. And maybe you are more like Mark than you think you might be because you don't need that. Yeah, For whatever I, reason, he needs that right yeah, now. I don't need that kind of energy in my life right now. And actually... Again, I was watching something on TV and it, and, and somebody said something on TV. I thought to myself, yeah, I don't miss it at all. And now with the holidays coming up again, you know, like now it's another Thanksgiving. Now it's another Christmas, another Thanksgiving, another Christmas when we're not going to be spending time together. But you know what? I don't miss us spending the time together because it's always evolved into some kind of a drunk argument. <laughs> and I, and I'm not saying that, you know what? I didn't have you know, a little bit too much to drink. And I didn't encourage, and and I would encourage in a way that, you know, I would stand up for myself because I wasn't going to let anybody ramrod over me. And if you weren't going to agree with me and not say anything about it, but then, you know, basically when I'm sort of kicked out of the house because the argument has gotten so bad, I don't need that in my life. And so, you know what, I, I made my decisions Certain people will agree with it. Other people don't agree with it. But the bottom line is, I made my own decisions. And it's like you're saying, you're making your own decisions for for your own self as well. If you and I are together and we have a difference of opinion a lot of the time, then the energy is going to be negative because we're constantly trying to outdo each other. I think Mm -hmm. I'm right. You think you're right. You know, it's kind of like, okay, so it's... um. I'm going to step up and I'm going to puff myself up and you're going to step up and puff yourself up. All that stuff is is negative energy because we're trying to compete with each other all the time. And goes back to what we were saying before about your personality style. You get along with a lot of people because you respect people for who they are. You're not trying to change them. You're not trying to impose your beliefs or your personality style onto other people. I can relate to you on your home turf and we'll get along just fine. That's kind of the same way with the negative energy with my brother. My brother was always trying to one up me and I wasn't trying to one up him. What I was trying to do was trying to just stand up for myself in basically saying, I'm not going to lie down and take what you're saying to me. I'm going to stand up and defend myself with words but then my, I, I honestly do believe this. My brother's insecure and he's insecure based on my standing in the family. I mean, look at, he still has an issue with gay to a certain degree. He believes it's a choice. And so I think he resents the fact that my mother and my father were my accepted number one you. supporters. Right. Well, they didn't accept me because I hate that word accepting because that's implies a judgment. They supported me, but he resents that. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in about five years, so I don't know where he is in the matter. But from everything that I hear and the fact that he voted for Trump and he still supports Trump would basically convince me that probably nothing has changed. (laughs) So and again, that but see, that's another component of it is like 
we were talking about the control and the, the state of affairs, not only in the United States, but the state of affairs in the world, because this is slopping over into, you know, our, um, with our allies and our support and our, you know, the trust level and all that. If somebody is still standing by this nitwit now with everything that he's done, that really shows me their character or lack thereof. You've seen on Facebook, it says, if you still support Trump, then that demonstrates how much of a racist and a bigot that you are. And I firmly believe that now because he's gone so far that if anybody still supports him, you're making up lies to try to justify what he's done <laughs> instead of looking at all the crap and all the negativity and the negative energy that's around him. And that's what I feel with my brother. That's what I feel with certain people. And I'm making the decisions in my life. I don't want to be around that. And it's my right to do that. I think the distinction between you and those two queens is that you have positive energy and can relate. And obviously they both do too. So when I'm with one of them, either of them, it's a positive thing. But they're, but, 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 but what they're doing is they're piggyback on your positive energy. Mm -hmm. They're not perpetuating the negative energy that they've got going on between the two of them. Right. Which is trying to outdo or whatever based on their previous baggage. And I'm assuming that you're talking about the ones where one was in the show and it's a queen canceled and the other one came into mm -hmm. it and then they had to deal with each other. There's bad baggage right there that they're dealing with and they both have it. So therefore the negative energy is flowing on both sides. Well, come to find out, I'm pretty sure I know because it doesn't even matter if I say a name to you or not, but I'm pretty sure where the real issue is because I found out through conversation that the one that canceled that this one replaced that had bad energy she also has bad energy with that one that canceled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. No. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little weird because... there, There's another because I don't know much... I, I mean, I know a lot about the transgender community from a psychological standpoint. Trans and there definitely are some drag queens out there that are threatened by that, but you can't be. That's a whole different... Are you trying to be jealous? Are you trying to compete with it? It's they just are. not going to work. They are. But here's Popularity the thing. Popularity or whatever. I've worked with a lot of trans and they know how to stay in their own lane. But when they come to a show, they merge. How about they merge very smoothly into... But then you can see where the drag... Isn't that an analogy okay to use? I can see that. But then you can see where the drag queens then get insecure. Because now you've got a trans drag queen with real boobies... You know, to me, it just like, makes no sense. With but then again, the I boobies. started drag around that. My drag mother's trans, so maybe that's why to me it just doesn't make any sense. And maybe that's nowadays. I, it's got to be a different mentality, and I just it just baffles me. But but wouldn't you agree that you're not intimidated? No. By a trans who gets up and 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 is in a drag show. There's trans that I'm a better performer than, and there's yeah. some that are better than me. It doesn't like. <laughs> but the point that I'm trying to make is, is that you've evolved in that regard. Yeah. And maybe because having a drag mother who's trans, you've sort of, you understand it. Now you've got these other drag queens who are all about, well, it's a drag show. It's not a trans show. And if you're involved in a drag show, you're cheating or something like that. And they like bring that. up this thing else, this big joke on Facebook about, have you paid your dues? 
Guess what? Just because maybe you haven't seen a queen or a trans performer pay their dues here doesn't mean they didn't pay them back in Florida. Yeah. Or back in New York. Yeah. Or in Texas. They think that means you got to pay your dues right here in Southern California. No, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. I'm the living testament of that. I didn't necessarily pay my dues here. What is paying one's dues? Just like getting your experience, earning your respect. Oh, okay. earning. I mean, I was doing that for 15 years before I left Ohio. So I kind of brought that with me, but it still didn't, it doesn't happen at the snap. I mean, they got to see like, okay, you've been doing drag 15 years. Oh, you know what you're, oh, you're good. Okay. And then it kind of comes with that. You're paying your dues. Doing a tip spot means you're paying your dues once in a while. Yeah, we all did that. But they don't know that of me in California. I did that back in Ohio. Does that make sense? And I'm on the outside looking in and I see doing a tip spot means, well, you know what, you're sort of second string. But everybody starts there. Yeah. But nowadays, they think a lot of them, they're entitled to skip right over that. It's like, well, I know. if you're really freaking good, like, you know, somebody that just kind of did, Rosemary Galore, she's kind of jumped that whole process. But she's got what it takes. Well, yeah, I, think, I believe that I, she does. I think I think she's got what it takes. And I've told her so. And there aren't too many of them who That's do. That's very rare that happens that way. Like pH imbalance. I don't think that pH has has um, not quite skipped over like Galore has. Right. But pH she's close. can go closer to the head of the class. They're doing the, the same shit all the gonna, time. What's going to start weeding this out? Like when you're talking about there's a drag show in every corner, every... Miss Behaven was talking to this about me tonight when I was telling her what it was like seven years ago when I arrived in town. Her mouth just kind of dropped. Like they don't believe it. They yeah. think it's been like this. I'm yeah. like, no, it hasn't been yeah. like this. Right. Not here. Right. Not in this small little town. You could swing a chicken and hit a drag queen in Palm Springs now. Sorry for all the animal lovers out there. I'm one too. Swing a chicken. No chickens were hurt during the swinging. They were free grazing chickens. That's right. <laughs> Being swung to try to hit a trap. So, you know, until next week, as Elvira would say, I'm